0: Welcome back to Home Inspector Training. I am Garth Haslam, the home medic. This segment we're talking about uh, foundations, especially concrete foundations. This is part two of the uh, segments about that. Uh, Of course, you are going to be expected by every client that hires you to certainly know your way around foundation issues. We're going to help you get there. Uh, At least to a basic level. Now in part one we talked about concrete cracks, whether they're horizontal, 45 degrees, vertical, whether they're hairline cracks and what all those mean. We also talked about what I call pyramid cracks and um, what those mean as well. I want to start this time with basically just covering the whole concept of foundation plaster. Now, plaster is the equivalent of makeup, so if it's there, it's great, then theoretically the foundation looks better. Uh, If it's not there, it really doesn't mean anything, and so if it is spalling off, it also is just an aesthetic thing. You might want to point it out to the buyer just so they're aware that you saw it, but this is not something that is anything more than an aesthetic issue. Um, Sometimes the plaster just doesn't adhere well, and so it's going to come off here and there. It will look bad, but it's not a a substantive issue. Now, sometimes when you have a non-plastered foundation, another one of the things that plaster will do, you can have, and depending on the state that you live in again, if you have earthquakes in that state, you can have earthquake ties, and what those are is they're usually metal straps that uh, that they use to tie the foundation to the frame home. And those will be at uh, different intervals. And quite often, you'll see where uh, where those are exposed on the exterior of a house. Again, especially where you don't have maybe the plaster going. That's what those are. Um Of course, those should not be exposed. They should be covered and protected from the elements, etc. But it is uh, not necessarily something that I would write up if if they happen to be exposed. Be aware that those are there and uh, that they're expected. Sometimes you'll actually have one be too exposed and somebody will go in and cut that off. That is something that you should write up. For a couple of reasons, one is that the earthquake tie is there for a reason. The other is that if it's if it's been cut off roughly, it could be a a cut or a puncture spot where maybe a child might be injuring themselves on uh, the remains of that tie um, So just make sure you're aware of those, know what those things are. Then you have another kind of a tie. this would be a foundation form tie now, a good contractor will make sure that, uh, and again, as as one of the first stages of building a home, you've got to build the foundation. And to do that, you've got to have forms that you uh, form up the concrete with. When the concrete is poured and the forms are removed, there are some form ties that should have been removed at that time. Quite often, the contractor won't do that, and he'll just leave those there, or sometimes he will only knock off the ones that are above grade, above the soil grade, and then the soil, of course, settles over time, and now you've got these little form ties that are all sticking out. Every one of those that is exposed is a a way for a child or somebody to injure themselves. So, given the potential dangers associated with those, you're going to want to make sure that you're very clear with your client that those need to be removed. Now, there's video on my website for how to do that, but basically it's a hammer up, down, and up, and those things will pop off. You can also use a pipe whose inner diameter is a little bit larger than the outer diameter of the uh, of the form tie that you're trying to trying to do, but, you know, use a hammer. course another way to do it is is to go with maybe an angle grinder or something like that but use a hammer it's easier it's more effective less grief now um, as you're looking at concrete foundations again if if you see bulging going on whether or not there is a crack uh, that is something you don't want to write up Uh, obviously a bulging foundation is is having what's called eccentric loads meaning off center and if it's uh, if it's bulging it's being stressed and so you're going to want to make sure you pay attention to that get a higher authority in there to pay attention uh, to take a look at that and uh, determine what's going on so that your client is protected so that you are protected now um structural settlement in a concrete foundation can show up in a variety of ways we've talked about the cracks and the pyramid cracks and those sorts of things as you're walking around you will often see um indicators that are going to tell you that there's structural settlement going on sometimes it's those 45 degree cracks uh whatever it is but uh, the next question your client's always going to ask is, why did that happen? So we're going to talk, I want to talk about those, for example. You can have undercutting. There was one area that I did where basically the entire neighborhood was built over what had been a riverbed. And I guess the guy probably assumed it was dry, and maybe it was dry at the time that he did the construction, but it didn't stay dry. So as a result, all of the uh, neighborhood basically had been undercut by a stream bed that was flowing underneath the entire neighborhood. And uh, entire homes were being badly damaged by the uh, the washout of the soil that the stream bed was causing. So if you got that sort of thing going, uh, last thing you want to do is let your clients... Um, by a home that's that 's being undercut by any reason uh, so you 're going to want to pay attention to uh to that sort of thing if you see for example, a depression in the lawn and this is what actually happened in the in the area that i 'm talking about uh, The undercutting resulted in a uh, a channel where uh, where the stream bed was it actually settled again about another foot, and so it kind of caused those homes to cave in on themselves. You got that sort of thing going where you can tell the uh, the landscaping was once flat and now it's, it's starting to channel again. That's undercutting. Definitely want to make sure that your client is very clear on what's going on there. Now there are some options for structural piers. I did a home where you had a stream bed. Um, it wasn't very, you know, a very big stream. Maybe it was, I don't know, a a tenth of a cubic foot per second. It was just a little tiny stream. Uh going past the edge of the house, the soil here was very loamy, so as a result it gets very it, it settles and it soaks up the water quite easily. Now the stream bed was actually I'm gonna say about fifteen feet away from the foundation, but it was more than enough to to settle that side of the house to the point that um, you could put a um, a marble on one side of the wall, and by the time it got to the other side of the wall from rolling, it, it would actually pop as it uh, as it hit the other side of the wall, almost enough to cause a dent in the wall. You had that much of settlement. I'm going to say it was a few inches. So what they did on that particular home is they did structural piers where they actually uh, ran piers down to ground um, to basically hard rock, to, to bedrock, and then they jacked that home back up into the original position. They can either do that sometimes or they can just stabilize the home so it doesn't move anymore. In this particular case, they actually jacked the home back up. That is one of your options that does work when you're getting undercutting. It does not work when you're getting a landslide. And here's why. You know if you've if you're if you got a landslide, if you got settlement, it's the movement is up and down. If you've got a landslide it's horizontal. And so with horizontal movement the piers are going to move as well as the house And so those piers aren't going to really do much for you. Uh, Mother Nature is just a bigger force in this particular case than the structural support system can account for. So um, landslide, basically, I want to give you some basics on that. If uh, you're inspecting the home that's built on a hill, there is what is called a natural angle of repose. And what that is, is if you take any soil type, um, there will be an angle at which it, uh, and, you know, when you let's say that you put all this soil in a big bucket and you dump it on the top until it uh, until you're creating a hill. There will be an angle at which this uh, soil becomes stable. And if you try to make it any steeper than that, it is unstable. You can imagine that maybe if you're dumping gravel or sand out, there will be an angle of repose. That uh, that that will take, and of course, if you're if you're dumping mud out or a silt out, then it will take an entirely different angle. So, what happens is quite often, as their um, as a contractor is building a home on a hillside, he uh, he may change that slope uh, for whatever reason, and then your home is subject to being repositioned by Mother Nature. Sometimes also, uh, if you imagine a bowl shape, because um, landslides usually take a bowl shape when they, when they flow. They'll start with, of course, nothing on the top side. They'll do a deeper dig uh, towards the center. And then at the bottom, you've got, you've got just a, a short piece then. And then if you imagine that bowl starting on an angle and then the bowl trying to flatten itself out, Um, that's what's happening in a landslide. So you get that rotation of the bowl being basically, let's say a 45 degree angle and then rotating down to maybe a 35 degree angle, taking the house with it. That is very hard on homes, but that is basically what's happening in a, in a lot of landslides. Um, and we're not talking about where you have just a lot of surface rocks that are rolling you know, three hundred feet down the uh, down a hillside. This is a this is a different sort of landslide than that. Um, this mm-hmm. is this is the kind of landslide that causes the most of the issues with structural residences. So, uh, imagine then if you have the uh, the bottom side of this bowl be cut out by the contractor for whatever reason, and that happens for any one of a thousand reasons. Uh, the the bottom side is called the, the toe. And if you cut that out, that is what's resisting the rest of the bowl from rotating downward, cut that out. And now you have a lot more likelihood of the, uh, of the rest of the bowl rotating. So, um, That is the sort of thing that you don't want to pay attention to. If somebody asks you if a home on a hillside is liable to rotate on them, you're going to want to talk a little bit about the angle of repose and whether the natural angles on that hillside have been changed in any way and how long they have been in the position that they're in right now and whether you have the toe that might have been cut that might cause uh, that rotation of the... um, of the landslide that basically is the bowl. So if you have that sort of thing going, that's just that's just bigger forces than than any contractor can deal with. You're talking about Mother Nature here and it can't be resisted. It just has to be dealt with. Okay, we're gonna wrap this one up and talk about expansive soils and liquefaction and other types of foundations in another segment. Uh, More information, homemedicusa.com or nachi.org. Good stuff in both of those. Make sure you do your own research as well. It's important to be up to speed in every one of the thousand areas that you are going to be expected to know. This certainly is one of them. And good having you on the team. Go out there, take care of your customers, and they'll be a little bit more forgiving of what you don't know. Do me proud.